0: The New Testament reading is taken from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verses 12 to 23. 1 Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 12. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised If in Christ we have hope, in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive, but each in his own order. Christ the first fruits. The nut is coming, those who belong to Christ.
1: Well, good morning, folks. Once again, it's a real shame that I'm not able to speak to you in person, but I'm talking to you here from my office at church. But let me start with a confession. It's not usually something that I would own up to in public, but I'm a bit of a Star Trek fan. Now, before you start laughing at me and going searching for cat videos, let me try and draw you in with one of my favourite moments from the original Star Trek films. It's Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. And as the film opens up, we're on the bridge of the Starship Enterprise and all of our favourite characters are there, apart from Captain Kirk. There's someone else, a stranger, in the captain's seat. And they're not doing very well. They come across three enemy spaceships and they start taking a real kicking. And we look on in horror and shock as one by one, each of our favorite characters falls to the ground and dies till they're all gone. Suddenly the lights go up and in walk Captain Kirk, oh, and the relief, it's just been a training exercise. But the trainee captain is not happy. They turn on Kirk and go, That wasn't fair. It wasn't a fair test of my command abilities. It was a no-win situation. To which Kirk says, how we handle death is just as important as how we handle life. How we handle death is just as important as how we handle life. I think that's right, isn't it? So let me ask you this morning, how do you handle death? I think that's a really relevant question for us, with everything that's going on at the moment. We, we'd be so good as a culture at airbrushing death out of our lives, yet that king of terrors has come roaring back in recent times. Every day, the death toll piles up here in our country uh, and worldwide. We clap and salute the NHS staff and carers who put themselves at risk and uh, confront death daily. Many of us worry about ourselves or elderly relatives, and some of us have lost loved ones. So how do we deal with that no-win situation? How do we deal with death? Well, if ever there was a chapter of the Bible that gives us the tools to answer that question, it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And it would be really helpful if you had a Bible open in front of you to look at that just now. Ben kicked us off last week by looking at Jesus' death and resurrection, those two massive Christian truths. Uh, And he claimed boldly that these truths are good news you can build your life on, good news that can deal with the world's biggest problems and give you hope in the face of death. Last November, I held my mum in my arms as she took her last breath. And in those last moments of her life, I said to her, not only goodbye, and I love you, but also I will see you again, because she died trusting in the cross and the resurrection of Jesus. Now to many, uh, that sounds like wishful thinking, doesn't it? The eminent Cambridge, Scientist and cosmologist Stephen Hawking dismiss heaven as a fairy tale for people afraid of the dark. And many of us, like Hawking, have a problem with believing in life after death in this modern scientific age of ours. And folks, something like that was going on here in Corinth. As the Apostle Paul writes to them, he says to them this. This is my first point. He says you have a resurrection problem. See that there in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 12. Now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? I need to make it really clear that the Corinthians had no problem with Jesus's resurrection. They had no problem with verses one to 11 that come before this bit. Jesus rose, there was simply too much evidence to deny it. No, what they couldn't handle was believing that people would rise. We would rise. That they would rise. Now, for some of that probably meant, I just can't believe that there's anything after death. No life after death. I can't believe in that at all. Uh, But for most of them, it would probably have meant, I can't believe that the body will rise. The soul, yes. But not the body. Now, folks, this is... Classic Greek thinking this is straight from the philosopher Plato. I sorry if that sounds like we' starting to get a little bit uh, deep there, but hang in there i 'm going to talk about a double decker bar in a moment, so it 's going to be okay. but Greek thinking from Plato all the way down to the Corinthians was that the soul was the real you, and the body well the body was just a shell it, it didn't matter that 's how they thought so I've got a double-decker uh, bar here. Uh, can you agree with me that that's a double-decker? Yes. Now, let me do something. Is that a double-decker? Yeah. Still yes, I think you'd agree with that. And if I gave you this, uh, well, you might be a little bit sceptical because it's not in its, its wrapper, but hey, it's still chocolate. So if I gave you, you'd probably take it and eat it. You don't want chocolate to go to waste. But is this a (laughs) double-decker? No. (laughs) If I came around to your house this afternoon and uh, said, hey, I've got a double-decker bar for you and and handed you this, you'd go, no. (laughs) I'm seriously not impressed with that. I mean, not least, was that really essential travel? Come on, man, social distancing. But it's just the wrapper, isn't it? It's not a double-decker bar. It's a bit you throw away. And folks, that's platonic thinking. That is... Greek philosophical thinking. The soul is the substance. It's the real you, the bit that matters. Whereas the body, well, that's just the wrapper. It doesn't matter at all. It's the bit that you can just throw away. Now, I think that sort of thinking puts the Corinthians in pretty much the same situation as we are in in Newcastle in the 21st century. Most people in Newcastle today would say, dead people don't rise. Okay, perhaps we have some kind of soul. Maybe we've got some kind of inner me. Yeah, the really important bit that, that can live on. Maybe. By the way, we can agree on this. It's that inner me that matters. And it's this life that only counts because you only get one life, so live it to the max. And the body, well, just use it and abuse it and then just throw it away. To so which Paul says, well, OK, let's go with that. Secondly, let's pretend dead people don't rise. And so in verses 13 to 18, he plays a little game of spiritual jingo with them. He says, OK, if it's true that, that there is no resurrection of the body, if we remove that one little brick from uh, the tower of Christian truth, let's see what happens next. Let's look at the consequences. Verse Verse 13. Jesus didn't rise because you're saying dead people didn't rise, and he was dead. So <laughs> you lose Jesus' resurrection. Verse fourteen. You lose the apostles' teaching that is built on that truth, and therefore you lose your faith. Verse fifteen. You lose your witness. You can't say this is good gospel, good news anymore because uh, you're lying about God. Verse fifteen. Verse seventeen. Sorry. You lose your assurance of forgiveness. Because the resurrection is God's great amen to what Jesus did on the cross in taking away our sins. In verse 18, you lose hope, you lose confidence, you lose the future. Say that dead people don't rise and you lose everything. The whole tower just comes crashing down. Which is why in verse 19... apostle paul he says christian if in christ we have hope in this life only we are of all people most to be pitied anyone just anyone is better off than a christian if the dead don't rise now you might balk at that, you might go, oh, go, go on, come on. We can get rid of the body rising pit and, and still have so much that's good about being Christian. We, we can hold on to the teaching and the ethics and the peace that it brings. There's so much good stuff that remains. But Paul says, no, the, if the dead are not raised, if the message of the Bible, the gospel, has no answer to death, by which I don't just mean the soul, I mean the body and the soul, If Jesus didn't do something about death, then, well, he is a complete waste of space and he should be utterly rejected. If he doesn't save us from death, then what's the point? I mean, just imagine you're drowning. Okay, here we are, drowning, drowning, drowning. But hey, it's okay, a lifeboat is coming. Oh, or a relief, here's the lifeboat. But as I step into the lifeboat, I notice that there's water coming in through Holes in the floor, and so I say to the pilot, "Is this boat going to make it back to shore?" And he says, "No, it's going to sink." But we've got a minibar, and Netflix, and free Wi-Fi. So go on, get comfortable, relax, and enjoy. What do you think I'm going to say to that? I don't care about the mini bar. I don't care about getting comfortable while we slowly sink. If this boat can't save me, it's useless. It is not good news. And here's the deal, folks. Our biggest problem is that we are going to die. Every one of us dies. It is a no-win situation. And, And if there is no hope in the face of death, if the message of Jesus doesn't do something about that, then it is not good news. And so the best option that we've got available is to enjoy the mini bar and watch Netflix while we slowly sink. Or as verse 32 says, if the dead are not raised, then eat and drink for tomorrow we die. See the apostle Paul, see he's saying here, if the dead are not raised, Forget it. Stop all your praying and Bible reading. Stop caring and serving other people. Caring for and serving other people. Don't bother trying to tell people the gospel good news of Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, And don't waste your money giving to ministries that proclaim those truths. And in fact, don't bother pining for being able to meet together in church again, again when lockdown is over. No, instead come and burn church down and let's just drink the mini bar till we're drunk and watch Netflix till we're bored but that's not the end of the story but Paul says Christ has risen from the dead and so you will be too Have a look at verse 20 with me will you but in fact Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Christ has been raised. Uh, Paul says, I'm utterly convinced of that, uh, that it's true. We looked at some of the evidence for that uh, back in verses uh, 3 to 8. Ben stacked up uh, just tons and tons of eyewitnesses, hundreds of them who had seen Jesus risen from the dead. And Paul says, "I I saw him too. He was alive. And, and this is what happened. His body, it was, it was taken down off the cross. And it was placed in a tomb and it, and it lay there. And, uh, and um, it, it's not like the wrapper was, was just thrown away. And, and, and the soul, and the soul just went floating off to heaven. No, this is what happened. Three days later, his body rose. There was no body in the tomb, folks. Because it was alive again. He didn't rise in some kind of spiritual way. Uh, he rose actually, physically, bodily. And if Christ did it, then so can you too. You, you can't just say the dead don't rise. Because Christ was die, died. And what happened to him? He rose again. So dead people can rise. Here's how Paul argues it. He talks about Christ being the... The first fruits of those who've fallen asleep, the first fruits of those who have died. I wonder if you remember playing with trains. Here's uh, one of my kids' uh, Brio trains that they played with when they were young. I wonder if this brings back happy memories from you playing with your kids uh, or, uh, or playing with trains when you were younger. I got real train envy. Uh, playing with trains when I was a kid. Uh, as all, I'd go around my friends' houses and they had these these incredible Hornby train sets sprawled out all over their attics with stations and level crossings and houses and everything. Whereas me and my brother, we just had this one little circuit that just went round and round. It was so disappointing. But the point is, wherever the engine goes, the trucks will follow. That's the point. And, and what Paul's saying, when he says, um, that uh, Christ is the first fruits. And I, I, I'm aware this is, a, this is the first fruits in a non fruity kind of way, but he's saying that it's like Christ is the engine. He's the engine of the train. Uh, and when Christ died and he was raised, then wherever Christ goes, those joined to him, those trusting him, they will follow too, even through death. Now let's push this a bit further. We've got the Christ train, but there's another train too. It's the Adam train here. Have a look with me at verses, verse 21. For as by a man came death, by a man has also has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. Now, I know it sounds complicated, so hang on in there with me. Adam was the very first man that God created. And Adam, he, he chose to live his own way, moving away from God, doing his own thing. And in doing so, he set the whole direction for humanity. So he's the engine of the train of humanity, if you like, dragging us, moving us away from God. And the trouble is, when we move away from God... The result of that is death. The punishment for our rebellion against God is death. And so Adam is heading straight to death. Uh, and the trouble is that it's not just Adam, it's all those who follow in Adam's footsteps, all those who make similar choices to him, who shove God out of the picture and go, no, I'm going my own way. We move away with Adam into the dead end of death. But remember, Folks, there is another train. Because just as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Adam failed. He literally has taken humanity into a dead end. But God sent another man, Christ. And he he lived a different way. He set a different direction. He He lived in the way of obedience. And Christ went to the cross. And he... Took the punishment that he didn't deserve. He took our death on himself and he smashed his way through death to the other side. And now anyone who says, I'm going to leave the Adam train and I'm going to get on board the, the Christ train. I'm going to join myself to him. I'm going to trust in him. We'll go through death to the other side to eternal life. Now, that's what Paul is arguing here. Now, I get it right. <laughs> Sitting here 2,000 years later, this seems like complete nonsense to us. And I, I agree. It's, it's nonsense, absolute nonsense. But Paul saw it. And hundreds, maybe thousands of other people saw Jesus risen from the dead again too. Uh, the ripples of that event, they have run all the way down through history. We see it, it happened. There is a man who came back from the dead and if Christ rose from the dead, then anyone who is connected to him will rise too. This body that's sitting here before you this morning, this feeble, decaying, middle-aged body will one day die just as Christ died. But death is not the end. Because Christ is raised, I will be raised too. And that is not a lifeboat filled with holes. That is good news that you can build your life upon. If you wanna know whether it's true or not, whether it actually happened, why not check out the resurrection evidence for yourself? There is loads of evidence for the resurrection. You could do that by joining our online Zoom, Christianity Explored tomorrow night. It starts then. You can uh, be checking that out with others who are part of that uh, that group, searching. But if that's too much for you, too high profile, uh, perhaps you might want to check it out on your own. And there's lots of stuff you could read or watch for yourself. Uh, Ping us an email. There's going to be an email that comes up at the end of this service on the final slide. And if you're interested in either Christian Antiques Portal or or some uh, things to look into for the resurrection evidence, uh, then ping us an email and we can get back to you about that. But it's no good just to shrug our shoulders and say, I don't know. Too much is hanging on it. Christ's resurrection is a game changer. It changes everything. If my body has no future and this life is all there is, then, well, as that verse 32 says, then we should eat and drink and watch Netflix and do whatever we can to get happy because tomorrow we die. <laughs> this is all there is. But actually, if you're persuaded by what Paul says here, you, you actually get two lives and the second one lasts for eternity. And so for this life, well, You can do what verse 58 calls us to do. You can give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labour is not in vain. So if you're a Christian this morning, let me finish by asking you a question. Let me ask you, are you fundamentally living your life as if this world is the only one there is? Does the pattern of your days say that, This life is all there is and the dead don't rise. Or are you living for what's next? Trusting in the resurrection of Jesus, sharing that with others by giving yourself fully to the work of the Lord. I pray that that's how you're living your life, even right now in the midst of lockdown. Let me pray that for us now. Let's pray. Pray that through. Oh, Heavenly Father, we hear this stuff and in, in many ways we feel so doubtful, we're sceptical in this scientific age. We, we find it so hard to believe. But history is indelibly marked by your son, Jesus, the man who beat death. And if Christ rose from the dead, then the dead are raised. Father, we pray that you would therefore help us not only to understand that and its implications, but also to live it out every day, even in lockdown, every day till Christ returns. Amen.